Welcome to The Art of Badassery, where I explore what it takes to live life on your own terms, break free from the status quo, and unleash your inner badass. Whether you're a rebel at heart or simply seeking inspiration to step outside your comfort zone, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Mahara Wayman, and each week I dive into the stories, insights, and strategies of those who have mastered the art of badassery and are living life to the fullest. They smile when no one is looking. On this episode of The Art of Badassery, guest Nicole Marie shares her personal growth and transformation journey. From using prayer and meditation to her experience with human design and psychedelics, Nicole talks about how she overcame challenges and setbacks to become her version of a badass. Along the way, she learned the importance of resilience, humility, and gratitude, and she discovered the power of embracing one's true self. In addition, Nicole talks about her weight loss journey, the impact of disability and multiple surgeries, and how she found physical and mental healing through discipline and determination. Through it all, Nicole's story exemplifies the qualities of a true badass, someone who faces adversity with courage and grace and uses their experiences to feel growth and self-discovery. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast today. Get ready to meet the incredible Nicole Marie, a true embodiment of pursuing dreams and embracing life's unexpected turns. Born in Hollywood, Florida, Nicole Marie's childhood was filled with dreams of being an astronaut, a journalist, singer, and dancer. She had a vision of merging all her passions into one badass profession, and little did she know she would achieve exactly that as an energetic life guide. Her journey has been a whirlwind of unexpected twists and turns. After serving as an aviation mechanic in the Navy, she found herself medically retired at the age of 23. But as they say, when life knocks you down, you rise up even stronger she decided to embark on a new chapter and tied the knot, only to realize she was unsure of her own identity and, and desires. However, the experience of becoming a mother brought immense joy and ignited a deep longing for personal expansion. Driven by her passion for personal growth and empowerment, Nicole Marie has dedicated herself to helping others unleash their inner badass and navigate life's challenges with resilience. As a life guide, she empowers individuals to embrace their authentic selves, discover their true desires, and create a life that aligns with their deepest passions. With her infectious energy and unwavering belief in the human spirit, Nicole Marie is here today to guide you on a transformative journey towards your fullest potential. Welcome and thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Thank you, thank you. Yes, me too, I'm grateful to be here. Now, when we spoke earlier in preparing for our conversation, you mentioned that there were three key things in your life that um, sort of perpetuated this change that you've had. Can we start with the first one? Yes. Yes. Excellent. Tell us all so, about it. For me, the first part of my journey was all about physical, right? It was all about understanding my physical self. And like you had mentioned, the first part of my journey found me disabled at the age of 23. I had um, countless surgeries while active duty. And I, I felt like 
this body could not take me like i'm like what is going on you know i i want i had all this desire this strive this ambition but physically i was being met with this hard resistance right i was taking over 17 medications a day i was overweight no matter how many diets fad diets all the things that i tried and continue to find myself at the same wall and I got pregnant and had my child in 2015. And by 2017, I was 231 pounds at my heaviest. And I feel like for me, that was the, that was the final wall. That was the breaking point of, I am done. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I am not happy. I need to understand what this body is and, and how to navigate within it. Now, during this time or prior to this time, I had been diagnosed with multiple different conditions, Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, Wolf-Parkinson-White, just to name a few. And these two conditions together um, talk about the, well, Ehlers-Danlos specifically, talks about the collagen deficiency disorder. So basically, my body didn't produce the glue that held everything together. So the more that I pushed, the more that I was like, you know, dealing with dislocations, breaks, you know, all sorts of crazy things. So I got to this point in 2017, 231 pounds. I just had a baby and I was like, something's got to change. So my husband was in the bathroom and I stormed in and I was like, Hey, I want to compete in one of those bodybuilding competitions. And he was like, couldn't go anywhere looking at me like you want to do you want to do what and I was like you know like the little bikinis the girls on stage with their butts hanging out like I want to do that and he's like uh okay like you can tell in his conversation he was doing everything he can to be supportive but in the back of his mind he's like has this woman have lost her rocker like what do you mean you want to compete in a bodybuilding competition so I was like don't worry I know that it's a lot I'm going to do it in 13 months I have it all figured out I'm going to lose the first 30 pounds or the first 50 pounds by myself I gave myself a three-month limit to do that I was like you know by Christmas like once I lose that first 50 pounds by the start of the year I'll get a coach this is how much the coach is going to cost like I had it literally like it came to me I was like this is exactly how I'm going to do it I knew exactly what competition I was going to compete in. I knew what day it was. Like I I was like, this is how it's going to be. And so he was like, okay. And like his only response was, well, I'm not doing it with you. <laughs> like, okay, you don't have to, like, no worries. And so I embarked on this journey. And this was the first time that I was like, no, I'm doing this. And little did I know this was actually the kickstart to my holistic journey because in doing this, my intention was I wanted to get off the medication. I wanted to feel healthier. I wanted to understand, you know, my body and the limits. And, you know, I knew that going into it, especially with the diagnosis of Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, that there was going to be these physical limitations that I was going to hit, but I was willing to do that. And so, I embarked on this journey. I got rid of all the junk food. I, you know, I started my first 50 pounds with keto. I was in the gym every day for two hours. You know, I had a, a strict regimen where I was, you know, I think when I first started, I was literally on like the elliptical machine for like 45 minutes. And I was like, go girl, go. And then I'd go sit in the, <laughs> I would go sit in the sauna and sweat it all out and just like, you know, contemplate life in there. And, um, and I did it. 
you know, regardless of everything that was going on and, and to be mindful of this, right? Like life was still happening. I was still a new mom of a baby. I still, you know, had two other children in the house that I was responsible for. I was a full-time stay-at-home stepmom. We had four dogs. We had a house. We had, you know, school, PTO meetings, all of these things. And this was like everything that could be thrown at me was thrown at me. And I did it. I did it. I stepped on stage 13 months later. It was 116 pounds soaking wet. Um, I competed and placed fifth out of 27, which placing at all was was never even in the mindset. For me, it was like, I want to go on this journey because I'm unhappy here. And I don't think I'm going to be happy here. But if I go from this wall to this wall, at least I'll be able to like be all the different, <laughs> see all the different sites along the way. And um, I got to enjoy so much. Like, I think that was the first time in my life that I physically enjoyed being in my body, watching it change. So first off, you are a badass. <laughs> Thanks. And as someone who has struggled with her weight for a lot of, a lot of my life, I, I really appreciate the dedication that it took to stick to that regime. I'm curious though, and I'm sure our listeners are curious, what did it take mentally to be that disciplined physically? Well, and this is, I'm glad you asked that question because that's going to lead us into the second part, right? So during that time, even though I did it, like the universe threw everything at me. I lost a, a close family friend during that time. We had trials and tribulations being thrown at us left and right. Obviously, my marriage was questioned and, you know, really put through the ringer. And it's kind of like this ongoing joke because I didn't just lose over 100 pounds. I actually lost closer to 300 pounds because at the end of this, my husband and I get got a divorce. Okay. So then it really came up to me that like, even though that I was, I think it was like pure determination, like I'm not going back to that was what got me through it because mentally it, by the time that I competed and I took that breath and I'm looking around and I was like, everything's crumbling. Like it, it got to this point where I was like, I made this hardcore push to do this physically. And for the first time in my life, I look in the mirror and I'm like, damn girl, yes. Right. But then I'm looking around me and I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, mm -hmm. you know, marriage is shattering. The house is coming apart. Like there are things that are happening and I realize, okay, now it's time to, to work on the mental part because what do I do now? And there is that little voice in my head. What, well, did I make a mistake? Should I have not done that? Like, well, am I doing enough? Like what, what happened? And it just kept coming. And being a veteran, um, I'm surrounded by incredible veteran friends. So two of my best friends, um, an army veteran and an air force veteran would come and sit with me on the couch and we'd smoke our little blunts. We sit there and I'm like, okay, guys, what are we going to do? <laughs> like, you know, and it's so funny because we've talked about this now. Like it was, you know, we had ushered everyone through their divorce. Like, you know, the, the army guy had his time where he went through his divorce and then it was my time. And when my time happened, like he was like, yo, when you crash, you crash, like the tsunami comes. I'm like, yeah, what do we do? <laughs> so we're sitting on the couch and he looks at me and he goes, well, you know, we're going to do what any warrior does. He's like, we're going to go into the woods and we're going to do psychedelics. And I'm like, oh, we're going to, what? Okay. What do you mean? <laughs> like, He's like, yeah. So he told me the story about 
how Vikings, like back in the day, they would, you know, come back warriors and sometimes they would be really messed up. They, you know, from the things that they saw from, you know, the things that they experienced, you know, who, who is to tell like what messed up means, but there was some things going on in here that did not allow them to just jump back into life. And so he told me of the story how they would make this drink, this tea, and they would let the Vikings drink it and they would go out into the woods for three days and they would either come back completely changed or they wouldn't come back at all. <laughs> so he was like, we're going to go do that. And I'm like, who's we? <laughs> He's like, listen, I know you think I'm crazy, but just trust me. Like, I'm going to plant this seed here. This is not something that we're going to plan overnight. And he's like, but one day and one day soon, something's going to happen and you're going to call me and you're going to say, let's go into the woods and I'll know, I'll know what it means. So I'm thinking to myself like, okay, crazy man. <laughs> like we're going to go into the woods. Hold that thought. I just want, I want some clarity for the listeners that may not know. What exactly do you mean by psychedelics? So at the time when he said psychedelics, I don't think I knew what he meant either. <laughs> but specifically, um, when we started having the conversation more, I realized that Earth provides all of this beautiful medicine for us. And the first process of my experience of, of going through this physical detox, it was realizing, okay, well, obviously, you know, the universe, God, source creator jaw whomever you call him put us on this planet and he knows that this body's going to have to take a, it's going to take a little beating right so there needs to be something that we can put in our body that allows us to naturally heal this and so mushrooms <laughs> were grown and so this was specifically talking about the psychedelic powers in mushrooms okay. this the psychedelic powers in natural medicine and during this mental experience this mental detox as i'd like to call it is when i really understood the power of plants the power of nature so like he said i called him one day and it was like i think like two months later and i was like you're right you win i'm done i'm walking into walmart what do i need <laughs> like and like within a week we were planned to go on this trip now for those of you who are not in florida i would like to explain to you the terrain for a moment because this is going to be very key here so he decided army guy never let the army guy plan anything but he decided that if i was going to do this then he was going to take me into the suck is like he calls it the suck of florida trail so we went into big cypress which is the heart of the everglades and so for those of you who have ever been to florida or read about florida the everglades is the swamp it's where the alligators the pythons cypress trees there's water murky waters all of the things and he goes we're going to do three days in big cypress okay cool great <laughs> i have no idea what this means but he did prepare me he said listen i just want to let you know he goes, if you hurt yourself, it's a $10,000 medevac to get you out of this. There's no roads. There's one way in, one way out, and it's 33.7 miles in one direction. He goes, however, you know, because we're your buddies, we'll do you a favor. If you get hurt, if it's $10,000 to medevac you out, we'll only charge you $7,000 to carry you on our backs. And I was like, okay, well... <laughs> So we went out, three veterans go into the woods, and that is not the start of a punchline. That's literally what happened. We went into the woods here. And about a mile and a half in, the Air Force guy looks at me and he goes, you ready to do this? 
I was like, yeah, we're going to do this, man. I have no idea what this is, but we're going to do this. So he pulls out this bag of these beautiful purple little mushrooms with this ring around it. And he gives me some gummy worms and there's like sweet and sour gummy worms. He's like, just eat the mushroom and eat the gummy worm. He's like, the taste is going to be terrible, but the sugar of the gummy worm will cut it right down. You'll be fine. So we took a little cap and we're walking out. And all of a sudden, I, that voice, the, what are you doing? What, who do you think you are? What is your purpose on this planet? Are you enough? What, how dare you? That voice, it started to get quieter and quieter and quieter. And all of a sudden, the colors got brighter and brighter and brighter. And it just came to this point where we're walking and it was just like we were floating. And I am not one who is shy of words, as you can hear. And so as we're walking through, I'm like, oh my goodness, look at that tree. Look at how beautiful that flower is. And all of a sudden it clicked to me. I was exactly like that tree. I was exactly like that flower. Just like the earth grows trees and flowers and all of these creatures, the earth grows people too. And I was part of this creation. And that's where that mental clarity, that click came in. Oh, that's who I am. I am a creation of this earth. I am a spiritual being having a human experience. I am a being having experience in this body, this body that I just worked so hard to get. I was like, okay, okay, I get it. And now the next couple of days for anyone who has ever experienced any sort of like psychedelic trip with mushrooms, you realize that the, when you actually take the mushrooms, that's the fun part, right? But the work comes in on day two. It's the reflection. It's mm -hmm. when you wake up the next morning and you're remembering and you're reflecting and you're digesting the feelings, the sounds, the smells, how everything made you feel. That's where the work comes in. And that's where it truly allowed me to kind of turn that switch back on slowly and realize that it was a switch. It's a choice, right? To be in the mind, to, to allow that voice to be on all of the time. So I got to choose to turn it back on and use it as a tool to analyze my life situation, analyze how I was going to move forward through the divorce with a three-year-old, analyze what, you know, what my life path was at this point and, you know, how I was going to come back into form. I had literally felt like the caterpillar that was in the cocoon that had completely was doing this metamorphosis. I was melting down. I was removing all of the things that were no longer serving me. And now I was like, okay, now I get to reprogram this. Right now I get to choose the thoughts. I get to choose the words that are coming out of my mouth. And so coming out of that trip, it was one of the most intense and difficult things that I have done in my life. But it was also one of the most rewarding things that allowed me to understand that I was not my thoughts. I was not my thoughts. Right. And so wow. this phase two. <laughs> I, okay. First of all, what a fantastic story. Thank you. And I want to, no, I really want to thank you for sharing that because I think that might be a little shocking for some people. I, I don't know. I'm just guessing here, but I really appreciate how you, how you explained it. I'm curious though, because as you were telling it, all I could think was, I don't think I'd have the guts to do that. I would be scared out of my mind. First of all, I'm not going hiking in the Everglades, Sorry. <laughs> right? But secondly, 
I think there were, I would have a, a tremendous amount of fear. And I'm wondering how did, did fear play into your three days at all? And if so, how did you navigate that? I think that's a great question. And I feel like when everyone asks me that, it always says the same thing. No one on this planet is going to convince me that the power of prayer and the power of meditation does not work because I was, I love nature, y'all. I do. I love nature. I love every bit of it, but I was in this Everglades and I was praying, God, I love the animals. I love the creatures. I love all of the divine things that you have created in this Everglades. For the sake of me getting through this, please, for the love of all that is good and holy in this world, do not let me see any of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> parade. <laughs> it's like, I love it. Lord, I know that there's alligators. And, and I would go, because there was points of this where we were in water, like, up past my knees. Now, I'm 5'6", up past my knees. Like, that. I'm not a short girl, but I'm not a tall girl. That's high water. And I'm walking through this water and I'm like, alligators, I am so grateful that you're letting me come into your home. Please stay away. Please like praying as I'm going through and, and do that entire trip. Like to the point that my friends got so mad at me because we met people on the trail and we had, there was like a, a guy, a Navy veteran who was solo hiking. And then there was a group of um, women who I think they met like at a rock climbing club. And so we exchanged phone numbers and stuff during the hike. And they were like sending pictures. Oh yeah. You know, one mile back, there's this big alligator on the bank and like, Oh, you know, two miles forward, there's this big thing. And we would get there and there would be nothing. And they like, at this point, they both looked at me and they were like, if you don't stop, like I want us, I'm like, you didn't see nothing. Nope. Lord, thank you. Thank you. And we did not, we did the only thing that we saw, which I think it was like a joke because I have, I have this respect for frogs. I'm not afraid of them. I just appreciate them way over there. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think it's because like they're slimy and they can jump and they're very random. I don't know what it is, but the only thing we saw when we were out there was a tree frog and it landed on my pack. We did not see anything else. And it was, it was like, it was literally just praying and being in my body and just like having this massive respect, this massive connection with the land and just talking. Like, I know that this is your home. I know I'm in your house. Like, thank you for letting me be here, but like, let me get through this. And I did. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. My mind is blown. What I'm hearing is if we go back to the beginning of your story, you decided your challenges manifested in a physical manner. Mm -hmm. Lots of physical challenges. When you hit a certain weight, you hit it, you just hit that spot where you're like, that's it, I'm done, I've got to make a change. You use determination to just plow your way through a pretty tight regime to, you know, mold your body differently. So you lost a lot of weight. You did you went into a competition. When that was over, you realized, wow, I'm standing, but the rest, so many other things in my world are crumbling. I need to do, I need to work, I do something a little bit differently. You ended up going deep on the inside mentally with the help of some natural psychedelics and some very good friends to find a different level of you inside. So mentally, so first was there was the physical, now there's the mental. And what I'm hearing is that you really roped in a, a very powerful aspect of spirituality just to help you get through the mental. Without even knowing. Yeah, without even knowing. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So cool. So Okay, so what next? <laughs> so here's this is where it gets interesting, right? Because you would be like, oh, she's out of the woods. Everything's great. Hunky-dory, we're fixed, right? And then all of a sudden, I get back, 
get back into life, take these deep breaths, come back into myself. And physically, when I got back from that trip, I needed like three days to recover. Your girl didn't get out of bed for like three days. And I was faced with having to have another sur surgery. And at this point, I think that I was like bordering like the line of like feeling defeated because I was like, what, what, what do you mean? Like, I thought the surgeries were in the past. Like, what is going on? And I, I, all of a sudden there was this voice. It was like, you need to see something and this is going to be your last surgery. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So now at this point, I, there is this, there was this level of surrenderance that had kind of happened in me without even knowing, but I think it was like needing to consciously take that next step to surrender, which was what I was needing to see. So I was told in 2020 that I needed to have a, um, an infusion or a fusion of the vertebrae in my neck, the C5, C6, C7 vertebrae, that I had herniations in there and that it was time for me to go through a surgery. Now, mind you, at this point, we have gone through the things, divorce, single mom of a three-year-old, living in a house by myself with this baby, you know, maneuvering through life, figuring out how to... Like I, I keep going on these grand adventures and now I'm taking this information back and figuring out how to like integrate it into life. And finally, I got to a point where I said, you know what, I'm going to have the surgery and I'm going to take this time and I'm going to heal mind, body and spirit. Now, let me tell you something. I had no idea what the words that came out of my mouth. I'm, I tell you now, I didn't know. I had no idea the intention that I had just set, but that was the intention. So I go on Facebook Marketplace. I Google old lady chair. I found this like little old lady chair like this, you know, with the, the big armrest. And I was like, I'm going to get me an old lady chair. I'm going to get some crystals. I'm going to get a book and I'm going to sit my butt in this chair and I'm going to essentially be paralyzed for the next down for three weeks and learn how to walk all over again. Like this is what we're going to do. But in doing that, I was going to learn myself and not myself of who I think I am, but like who the heck is in this body? What the heck do I do with it? And how did I get here? Like what, what, what? I had so many questions. Who am I? What am I? What am I supposed to do? Like that, it was time. So I actually started with The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Mm -hmm. No one on this planet is going to convince me that that book is not seated with magic because when I read that book, something incredible happened. It was being able to recreate the experience that I had on mushrooms of being able to turn the brain off, but actually being able to consciously choose to do it. It was like, okay, this was this, this, you know, utopia of an experience that I had on mushrooms. And now I'm reading this book and I'm slowly watching like, or feeling right. These switches come off and and I mean, that book, it took me forever to read it, to be honest with you. My sister's like, you're still reading that thing. I'm like, you don't understand. I'm like small bites. I'm like I would read the way he wrote. It was like incredible because he would like read, he would write a question, which was literally the question that would come in. Like I would hear the ego and then it was the statement. And then he would write a pause. And it was like, literally like right when he wrote that pause, my body was like taking a breath. I was ready. Yeah. And it was like, sometimes the pause for me would last a few minutes and I would kind of feel it all click. But sometimes that pause would last three and four days. And I would, I would watch, like literally watch myself become the observer. And I would watch that kind of get to that point, right? 
But in order for me to have that surgery, and I'm going to take us back for one minute because this is the key point that I tell everybody. There got to this point a, a week before I'm supposed to have this surgery. I got my old lady chair. I made this commitment. I set this powerful intention. And then all of the sudden, like things started shifting and moving again, like they did in the first time. And now I'm sitting here and I'm like, what the heck? Like, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? All of these like logical questions started happening. And I literally like found myself like smoking a blunt at like 10 in the morning, like cradling myself on the couch. Like someone's going to think I'm a lunatic and I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, now what, now what? And I literally Googled like being disgusted with my own thoughts. And that's where I was introduced to Eckhart Tolle and Alan Watts, because those were the two things that came up. And, um, Alan Watts, it was this beautiful video of like the journey of purpose. It was like understanding that we were like this great big, like thing that was experiencing itself from so many different views. Right. And then, um, and then, you know, Eckhart Tolle, like the power of now, the power of being present. So it was this massive moment of surrenderance of I, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like what I'm hearing. I want to turn it off. I want to learn. I want, I'm done, whatever, just show me. And that was when everything was able to be possible. So I go on this experience. I read this book. I'm starting to learn things. And then I had all of these questions, right? So I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But now what, like, why am I still meeting these physical, like where, why am I meeting these physical boundaries? Like, what am I doing wrong? So I started learning I opened up Pandora's box and jumped right in and started learning about astrology and numerology. And, you know, we started learning about the teachings of Buddha and, you know, I was raised Catholic. So I kind of was like, okay, do I need to pull the Bible out and start reading more of this? And I started learning about chakras and all of these things kind of made sense, but there was still something right? And I always say it like this. If we think of like the circle, right? And you're in the middle of the circle and we have a bigger circle around that. And, you know, religion, all of these tools, astrology are different means to get into the circle. And I'm like, why? Like I'm getting in, but I like, I can't, what is like, I'm still, there's still a glass, like there's still a barrier. There was still something. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, why? So one day I'm on clubhouse and I'm having this conversation with somebody. And so she, the person says to me, have you ever heard of human design? And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And so she goes, human design. It's like, you know, this system that she goes, and she said it to me like this. She goes, I'm going to attempt to explain it to you because I feel like I'm here. You're here for me to deliver this message. However, I've never delivered this message before and I don't know much about it, but you'll know what to do. And I was like, okay. So she's like, starts kind of explaining these things to me, these concepts of how this is a system that is, you know, based on the combination of the I Ching, the tree of life, you know, Kabbalah, astrology, quantum physics, and how it talks about how all of these things compounded together make you. So I'm like, huh? And then all of a sudden there was this flashback memory to being in the woods. And I was like, everything is energy. Whoa, whoa, hold the phone. Everything is energy. Everything is energy. And then I realized all of those tools 
that were trying to get me in was I was it the whole time. I am the energy. I am the source. I am the daughter of God. I am the creation of source in this physical form. Woo! It was like now all of a the sudden these, yeah, these things were coming off. And now it became, wait a minute, everything created is created to enhance my experience, not to be depended on, not to be utilized. It was, these were all tools. Cool. What the heck kind of energy do I have? Because I forgot, right? And that's what human design led me to. So now this spiritual journey, which what I thought was a spiritual journey, was actually a remembering journey of remembering that I am energy. Everything is created of energy, but not everything is created of the exact same energy. Therefore, humans are not created of the exact same energy. So now we have gotten to this third phase of, oh, Nicole is a projector. Okay. Um, <laughs> tons of information. Yes. And I want to know, and so do our listeners, when did you have the surgery in relation to discovering human design? So the surgery was in October of 2020. Okay. And I was led to human design like that February of 2021. So like within a few months, like it was a very quick... Once I started utilizing the tools, because I did, I would like, I would, okay, this is a good tool, good, put it in the back. Astrology, okay, this makes sense. Here's my big three. I, you know, knew I was a Taurus sun. I knew that I was all, and I'm like, keeping going. Numerology, okay, I'm a life path three. Where does, like, how, how does it, and I would, it all put together? Yeah, like, I was like, I, I started to see all these little boxes, and I'm like, but I literally felt this like ring, this, this thing being formed around me. And I was like, no, we don't want this. Like, what is this? And I'm like pushing it all back. And then like in that February, I was, I was led to human design. And it was so funny because the way that I was led to human design, I, for those of you who are not familiar, Clubhouse is like this drop-in audio platform, right? And it's an incredible resource, um, great tool. I've met incredible connections on there and I've even recorded some chats and stuff on there. So you go in, there's no picture, it's just audio, which really allowed me in this weird way to allow myself to feel the energy of the conversation because you're not picking up on facial expressions. There's no like cues. It's you're literally like most of the time I would close my eyes and we have this running joke. Now that I started doing like in-person like zoom or whatever interviews my my best friend was like nicole what are you gonna do and i was like i don't know i have to figure it out and what she was referring to is when i started doing clubhouse in order for me to like get into my voice and to really feel the energy in my body i was always naked in a bathtub when i did these calls live <laughs> because it was the only way that I can break, I was able to like break through the barriers and like no one could see me. I mean, every once in a while you would hear like the splash and people would be like, are you in, in water? And I'm like, yeah, I'm in the bath. But that was how I was able to really just trust my flow and find my flow in talking. So it becomes this joke of like, well, what are you gonna do? Don't worry, I have clothes on, you're welcome. Like I figured out how to dress myself and to talk and be in this form. But it was, it, it truly is, and if you think about it, it truly is the cycle of the butterfly. It truly is the caterpillar. Like we're going into these cocoons where we're not forgetting 
where we came from. I'm not forgetting the surgeries. I'm not forgetting, you know, all of the things that led me into this moment, you know, the physical journey, the mental journey. But in all reality, I'm remembering that I meant to be a butterfly and that being a caterpillar was just one phase, right? Um, such, so much great stuff that you're sharing with us. And, and I want to thank you for that. What I, I heard, something that I, I speak about quite a bit with my own clients is to get curious. And I loved how you said that you just got so curious. And, you know, to your point, there are lots of different ways to enlightenment. Right. I it really well. I loved your diagram of the circle. And when we can, um, when we can embrace this understanding that we are all energy, we are all spiritual beings having a human existence, everything around us, we manifest to support us in some way and not to be afraid to look that in the eye and ask, why are you here? Like you did. Why do I still have a physical challenge? I just spent three days in the Everglades for God's sakes. Why? <laughs> Seriously? Have I not proven myself? Like I can imagine all of those questions. Yeah. But you've really been very courageous, I think, in honoring your truth and asking the tough questions. And, you know, Eckhart Tolle is amazing. I haven't gotten through that book. Really? It's oh. such a big book. Like it is. It's not a big book, but it's a big book. Yeah. So, um, I love that you did that and that, that you've mastered that. Now, Today, let's fast forward to today. You've been doing human design for three years, two years? Yeah, consciously practicing for three years in my experiment, yes. Okay, so it's pretty clear you're badass. And, you know, the reason that I've started this podcast is because I want women to know, and men, that we are all badass. We just have to remember that. Right. You've, you've demonstrated it in lots of different ways. But I'm curious, if you could, if you could say three things that you either do think or feel today that really make you badass compared to where you were before you decided to join that, to go on a bodybuilding competition. Yeah. What would those three things be? Gratitude, resilience, and humble. So talk to me about why each of those are important. Why did they come up? Why do you want to share that with our audience? Today? Yeah. So I feel like the resilience is going to be the most important, right? Is no matter what the resistance is, realizing that you're creating it for yourself for a reason. You create your own resistance. So being resilient and, and giving your, this is where humble comes in, right? Being humble enough to say, okay, all right, I'm, I'm doing this. Let me take a step back. Let me see what I'm missing here. What can I learn from this? What can I extract from this, right? And allowing ourselves that space and that grace to keep going. Right. That's where resilience comes in. It's that like that that pure will and determination to say, I am here for a purpose. And this is where gratitude comes in. Gratitude is a frequency. Right. And if we are all energy, we understand that energy is literally energy, frequency and vibrations. Right. So if we can allow ourselves to attune to the natural rhythm, the natural frequency of our body, then we can choose to vibrate at different levels. Right. Now, if we understand that gratitude is a frequency, we can use gratitude to get us to these levels. So if we allow ourselves not to just think I am thankful, but to feel truly grateful, we can allow ourselves to move through this. 
So for me, when I pray, right, I'm not saying, dear God, please. I'm saying I am grateful for knowing that this is a part of my journey. So my prayer literally becomes my gratitude. It becomes my statement. It becomes my manifestation. It becomes my tool. So I am grateful for knowing that I am divinely placed. I am grateful for truly embodying being badass. I am grateful for being in the divine right place at the divine right time, surrounded by people of light and love, doing the things that are meant for me on my evolutionary journey on earth. Now it becomes a part of me. Now I'm feeling it and embodying it. And it becomes this thing of, instead of this mentality, right, of why is this happening to me? As we talk about the victim mentality, um, you know, Don Ruiz, Don Miguel Ruiz from the four agreements, he, he speaks a lot on the victim mentality. But instead of like, why is this happening to me? We are now saying, I am grateful for knowing this is happening for me. And now we're... Right. Uh, and it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a magical difference. Like, it's like this, you can feel it in your body. Like, even if you say, why is this happening to me versus I'm grateful for this happening for me. Like that for, there's this emphasis of knowing that everything that is happening is happening for me in this moment. Well, I must be special. I must be real special. If everything is happening just to get my attention, well, then I get to choose because I am the creator of my own reality, what I focus my attention on, right? What a beautiful reframe. I love that. It's, and it's not as easy as it sounds. And, you know, I, I've had family and friends that kind of look at me like cockeyed, like, what am I talking about? And, but we keep the conversation going. And I love that you put it in such a way that it doesn't have to be difficult because we all have choices. And, you know, this isn't to negate any of the, of the challenges that we all face. We all face different challenges. Um, and you face definitely your share. What I, what I think is really powerful about your story is that the challenge came and you stood up to it and you asked questions and you kept, and you showed a lot of trust. I think trust in your friends to give you psychedelics and walk into the, you know, I mean, that's a lot of trust. <laughs> trust in yourself to say yes to yet another possibly very challenging surgery trust in yourself to follow the path um i talk a lot to my clients and to the audience about what it means to be badass and really it means accepting you wherever you are on your journey and it's not about how much how you look or what how much money you make or any of that stuff it's just saying hand on heart i matter yeah. and i'm here listen to me and if I make a mistake, I'll learn from it. And, you know, hold my hand. I'll take you. I'll help you on your journey. So many, so many components about being badass, but you have absolutely shared many of them with us today. Is there anything, Nicole, in your story that you haven't told us that you want us to know? You've shared lots. And <laughs> there's so much more. I think we're going to have to schedule a part two that's all about human design. Because sure. I, I can just see the comments now like, okay, that was interesting, but tell us more. Yeah. But tell us one more thing before we wrap this up. I mean, I feel like what everyone needs to know is that there needs to be two things present, right? Willingness and bravery. Mm -hmm. If you are willing to make the change and you are brave enough to hold on to that, anything is possible. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh my goodness. How can my, how can my listeners reach you? 
Yes. So I am on Instagram. I have two Instagrams. Um, I have true.everlasting.u, which is just about the work. It's about being able to feel empowered to understand the journey. And then everlastingme.nicolemarie on Instagram. That's just my personal journey. Some of my quirky shares, some of the things that I do to move through it. And then I also have a website. It's everlastingyou.life everlastingyou.life. And you get to know me, my best friend, my business partner. Um, the frequently asked questions page is just our heart and soul right now. Um, I advise anyone who is wondering what is human design? How do I read my chart? What do I do? What is all of these things? What's frequency? What's energy? All of those questions are on there. Every question that I've ever been asked um, has been put into this drive. And then her and I sit down and we answer them one by one and then we put them on the drive. So I recommend checking the website weekly because it's being changed every two to three days. Um, we're adding audio features for those of you who are not good, don't want to read at all because we sometimes we go a little hand in some of these questions. But um, so there's so many different ways to connect with us. And um, yeah, the, the website is a great, great resource. Wonderful. Well, I will, of course, put all of this information in the show notes, but Nicole, thank you so much. I thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you today. Your story is amazing and the work that you do is amazing. And I want to thank you for sharing that with us today. Everyone, thank you so much. We will see you next time on The Art of Badassery. That's it for now. Thank you for tuning in to The Art of Badassery. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and gained valuable insights to help unleash your inner badass. If you found this podcast helpful, please leave a rating or review on your favorite platform. Your feedback not only helps me improve the show, but it also helps others like yourself discover the podcast. Until next time, keep embracing your authenticity and living life on your terms. Here's to you. Thank you.